Hello, and welcome to We Got a Podcast, a podcast about Dragon Ball from A to Z, from Earth to Namek to Sadala. We cover it all. My name is Randy. And I'm Doug. And I'm Ken, and I'm still here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to let him out of the box. Yeah, that's, Doug, you do that. I'll finish this up. We're the world's strongest under the heavens trio to dangers here every other week to talk your ear off about fights, goofs, and everything else in the Dragon Ball cosmos. Uh, so let's talk about what's new with us real quick. Uh, Doug, what's new with you? Uh, 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 nothing. Okay, but you did get Ken out of the box. I did, yeah, I found the key. Okay, great. So, Ken, now that you're out of the box, what's new with you? I'm sweaty, man. Uh, <laughs> I have been doing the world's longest Metroid Prime playthrough, Ooh. Uh, where Ooh. I play a few hours every week. But I'm right at the end now. I have all the artifacts. I just got to mm. go do the final stretch and get really mad, I'm assuming, in a final stretch of boss battles. Oh, do you have all of the life tank upgrades, too? I have all but one. Okay. Well, I went in there just a couple of days ago, and I think I was missing three or four, and I made it on first try, so I believe in you. Okay. As long as it's not as bad as that Omega Pirate fight, then I'll be good. Uh, No, that one, I think, was tougher, but yeah, I think you'll be okay. But that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it, I assume. You're not, you're protracting it because you love it, not because you're disliking it. I think this might be in my top 10 games of all time. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, everyone says Resident Evil 4 is on there for people, and I I can never get into that game, unfortunately. That is unfortunate. Yeah. I just finished the remake. I beat it in two days. Wow. Man, what a trip. Yeah, it looks incredible. It's so good. But for me, I've, I just the gameplay doesn't appeal to me at all. I don't know. I'm, I'm a scaredy cat also, so that doesn't help. Oh, it's not so bad. Even though the first time I played the original GameCube one, I screamed and threw the controller in the air. <laughs> out of fear? But out of fear. Nice. Exactly. I got spooked. I walked around a corner and a guy, you know, swung at me with a hatchet. And I luckily pressed the pause button as I threw the <laughs> controller up and screamed. I have no idea why I bought Resident Evil 7 on VR. I, I played it for like a minute and I'm like, nope, nope, can't do this. <laughs> Took the headset off. Not doing that ever again. Yeah, that's a, that's diving in deep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do this alone. And I'm not, I'm not going to do it with my friends because they'll scare me out of the VR headset while I'm in it. So I, I know I can't trust anyone. You can't, tr- you have untrustworthy friends. They do bring you food, but they, they do are apparently food. trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, every See, minute. when I did scream and throw that controller, it was in front of a friend, and I do feel embarrassed about it still. You think about it still it was in front of to your therapist. I yeah. get you. I, <laughs> John doesn't need to know about my Resident <laughs> Evil traumas. <laughs> All right, well... This is actually fun. This is uh, an April Fool's Day episode. We're putting out a little bit early because we need to talk about the most important thing in the world, which is Netflix announced a Scott Pilgrim anime, and it's going to be voiced yes. by all the original movie cast, and yes. this is now a Scott Pilgrim anime podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> when I saw that announcement, mm, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. That's all I can say. It's everything I could ever want. The studio is the same people that did Devilman Crybaby. Like, really? We're going at it hard. It's They're going to... Give it their all. I feel like this is too good to be true. Like, this is, like, everything you would want. So, like, what's the catch? Mm-hmm. Maybe the catch is that Netflix is doing it and they're going to do a horrible job. I don't know. But just give me more <laughs> Scott Pilgrim with the original cast and I'm I'm there. Right. What do you think? Do you think this is going to be multi-season or do you think they're going to be able to power through the entire story in one season? I don't know. They already told the entire story in a movie, didn't they? So, there's not – they just got to do their own thing. They have the characters. Characters are the, are the selling point, really. They can do anything with them. You think they're doing something – different yeah they're not doing the regular story is scott o'neill is that his name is he involved at all 
Did it say uh, on the thing? It's not Brian? his name. Brian Lee O'Malley. Wow. Uh, I knew it was something with an <laughs> apostrophe at the last name. <laughs> Scott McNeil. He's here. He wrote Scott Pilgrim. He voiced Piccolo. Listen, I wanted to buy got, the, the graphic novels at one point. And I got really confused with the volumes that was sold. Like People tell me, don't buy this version. Buy this version. I was like, okay, I'm forget it. I'm not going to buy him at all. Oh, I just picked up the full color ones. And, uh, yeah. I like them. I know people. some people prefer the original, and that's fine. I don't hold it against them. There's like a little a- uh, asterisk at the bottom of one of them where it's like, this joke would have made more sense if this was black and white. I think there was something like that. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I know what you're thinking. You probably saw the title of the episode or maybe even the show notes, and that we're not talking about Scott Pilgrim the whole time. So I suppose we have to stop talking about yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I can say Pilgrim. we're done with that, but, yeah. But it's a, it's a tradition now, because <laughs> that's two years in a row we talked about what Scott Pilgrim odds? on yeah. April Fool's. What are the odds? Yeah, who knew that this would happen today, of all days, recording mm. day? And next year is my solo movie commentary, so look forward to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just... You're going to do your own. Yeah. Where I'm like, uh, I kind of remember this movie. Oh, yeah, this part was good. I would love to, see, I, I would love to hear that. Uh, I don't remember this. I would add it to my commentary <laughs> I, I tracks. Thought said, uh, I thought he did. This is something different. <laughs> mm, weird. The way, the way Randy says this line doesn't hit, doesn't hit the same. Yeah, Michael mm. Sarah looks young here. <laughs> right. Pre-face melting. I'm sorry. Oh, That's no. mean to say. You went there. It's not a physical condition. I just think his face looks like it's melting. Uh, uh, April Fool's Michael Sarah. He's just joking. <laughs> we just lost a fan. We did. <laughs> <laughs> he was all on board. <laughs> and he's out. I love you, Michael. But Please what are do we me talking about today, Randy? So we're going to talk about Dragon Ball AF. But <sighs> apparently there's more than one. Ken, what's the, what's the deal? How many of these things are there? Well, there's the two real big popular ones. There's, you know, the one from Toible. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. Toyotaro. And then Young Gigi, which sounds like a great rapper name, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, of course, there's another one. So, uh, how, Randy, how do you want to handle this? You want me to just kind of jump in, dive into the history? Because today we'll be covering the Toyotaro version of Dragon Ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you have gone above and beyond putting together all these notes and doing much more research than I have. I read the thing and I'm like, cool, I can't wait to talk about it. But you, I think, are best suited to take the helm here. So if you don't mind, I'd love to hear you give me a history lesson on sure. Toybles AF. Yeah, so it all starts... So first of all, I want to give shouts out to a few things. First of all, the mm-hmm. Wayback Machine. We cannot exist as a society without <laughs> archive.org. Wow. We must protect it at all costs. Okay, Absolutely. Because uh, I did have to use it for some of this. Just to even get through Toyotaro's old Toyble website, you oh, have to use really? the Wayback Machine. Dang. Yeah, okay. it does not exist. Well, it exists, but none of the links work anymore. Right. Mm. Uh, of course, Kanzenshu, uh, the Kanzenshu wiki, which people don't have access to, there is already a comprehensive Toyotaro page that nice. I <laughs> kind of picked through. Uh, the Kanzenshu forums, which of course date back uh, two decades-ish Oh, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find a lot of people talking about AF very early on, yeah. uh, which was hilarious and insightful. Uh, and then Derek Padula, who does the uh, the Dow of Dragon Ball series, yeah, yeah, I believe, Derek. Uh, mm-hmm. who also contributed to some of the research that I stumbled upon. So <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball AF, the earliest we can kind of go back for this is uh, an 
iconic image that <laughs> I'm sure as long as we have all been fans of Dragon Ball, we have known this image to exist. So yeah. while we were watching Vegeta on Namek, we were, of course, going online and finding this image of a white-haired, <laughs> who we believe to be Goku. Right. <laughs> Uh, and turns out this was art submitted by a David Montiel Franco. Uh, he submitted it to a magazine called Hobby Consolas. It's a Spanish video game magazine. And it oh. appeared in the May 1999 issue. Uh, wow. I tell you, man, the Spanish. We, we love ourselves from Dragon Ball. Like, up, up and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> very, very dedicated group. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days he goes by Tablos AF online. And he does have his own AF comic, uh, I'm not sure how recently he's been worked uh, been working on it. He is active on Twitter these days. Wow. Hmm. So it's interesting to see that. Uh, in t- Back in 2012, Derek Padula went back and forth with Franco, who really didn't want to answer his questions. He was just like, Padula would reach out to him and Franco would be like, just, hey, I got this blog. Just go read my blog. <laughs> but he did confirm um, that he did draw the image, but that the image isn't necessarily even Goku and that it's hmm. a fan character of his oh. called Tablos, which is where he gets Tablos AF from. Right. Mm. Um, that's interesting. I I did not know that until literally today. Um, same. Yeah. <laughs> that, every time, every time I've seen it posted online, it, even back in the day, is like this is Super Saiyan Five's Goku. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I believe it. Everyone took that and just ran with it, and it's in in both uh, Toyotaro's and Young Gigi's manga. That is Goku wearing that outfit in that form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. There's also a character called Zykor who is in this version of the manga. I don't think he's in Young Gigi's, but mm. the idea of Zykor also predates Toyotaro. Toyotaro working on AF, not on you know AF. his birth or anything. Right. <laughs> right. And it seemingly comes from a fake episode list that was circulating sometime uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, Kanzenshu thinks that it is post-2002 because it wasn't showing up in any news groups, but I'll, I'll leave that to Mike mm. because I never touched any sort of news group ever in my life. <laughs> I you, you could tell me what a news group is, and I just kind of nod politely because I don't quite understand. Right. I think we're too young for that, oddly. Yeah. Uh, and then it's funny, if you go and look on the Kanzenshu forums, and I did a search for Zykor, because I just wanted to find what was the earliest mention of this character on the Kanzenshu forums, and sure enough, there's someone talking about him in 2004, being like, man, that Zykor guy is sure is cool, or, or something like that, but mm-hmm. just interesting that to go back and look th- at all of these AF impressions, and that this was all before the AF that t- we probably have feel like we've known forever, even though yeah. it's really only been about 15 years. Yeah, that seems wild. For whatever reason, it feels like it's the the concept of it has always been around since yeah. I've kind of explored Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. When do you know when AF as a thing kind of came about timeline wise? Well, I think it, the earliest goes back that to this image. So it wasn't anything okay. before that. It literally was just this. This took off. I suppose because it is right there in the corner. They're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, this is the next story or what have you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so in 1999 is kind of when AF started. That makes sense because I started looking around online for things yeah, around me, that time. Me downloading illegal episodes on Kazaa always led to allegedly. Image, images, allegedly, uh, led the images allegedly. of Super Saiyan 5 <laughs> Goku. <laughs> so this so is what when, else? This is when Toyotaro enters the scene, then calling himself Toyable. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And in November, on so the furthest back we can look at when he started putting out his AF was November 8th, 2006. And this is 
kind of corroborated by a later blog post he did where he said, and he goes and he posts all the comments people had from that first posting. And it's because it's all kind of muddy on his blog now and you're having to go through Wayback Machine, which is super slow. And Mm -hmm. so it looks like November 8th, 2006 is when his AF started. Okay. Now, as me being confused, is that what we were assigned to read this or is this something different? Okay. So this is what we're talking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you did the right thing. Good. <laughs> if you saw Toyable <laughs> on the front, you read the right co- the right book. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you read the link that I may that or may you, not have you sent, sent you, allegedly. You, you, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah. So over the next about six years, he sells his volumes online through Mandarake uh, and in person at Kamiket, which is a comic market for doujinshi. Uh, in Japan. A comic mar- It means comic market. It's a doujinshi convention, which yeah. nowadays, mm. whenever I see stuff associated with Kamiket, AF seems like it would almost be too, um, how should we say, <laughs> oh, tasteful, tasteful. Safe <laughs> <Yeah>. work. <laughs> to show up at something like this. <laughs> it's uh, always in that, of blue. It's always in that building that you see in like a lot of anime, right? The, the iconic, I want to say like upside down pyramid building in Japan. Is that the right I don't watch on? a lot of anime. Oh, well. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> you just read AF. I gotcha. <laughs> That's all we're here for, man. We just read these weird <laughs> fan things. So he would make these volumes, and then he would also um, post the pages online. So mm-hmm. his final volume goes to print March 1st, 2012, but he continues to sell this through 2013. Um, not He applies to do Comiket again in 2013, but because he didn't have a finished volume five for reasons that we're about to get into, they mm-hmm. denied him a, a like a booth. Oh, wow. But he did still sell his... There was a, a magazine called Super DB, I believe, that he <laughs> did some additional pages for, and those were also in what um, you guys read. But yes. he did pages for that, and then that booth would continue to sell his his little his books. Oh, but because he didn't have uh-huh. a new volume out, they were like, sorry, kid, you need new material. Yeah. yeah, his reason on his blog is that the best he had was like, uh, I forget exactly how it words it, but an unfinished uh, makeshift volume five. Mm, just like the drafts. All that he would have, yeah. And which is the, the drafts varying finished quality. I Doug, right. did you read through? I did, yeah. The, the I'll, take, I'll take a look at that. Or, where like there's like a shot of, them, a shot of yeah. Goku just really well drawn, but then the pages before and after are just like doodles. Yeah, just pencil yeah yeah it's really cool to see it that way just to yeah. see uh, toyotaro's process and just to see exactly how little work he puts into his anatomy anyways uh, <laughs> i wanted so, to say since we're bringing up the pencil drafts right now i really like how his stuff looks as pencil drafts me versus too. finished line art yeah i can't explain why i just enjoy it same more. <laughs> as i was skimming through it like the, the fight scenes looked a lot more like dynamic and a lot like just more fun to flip through than the, the final mm. stuff in the few volumes yeah i think maybe it's just the illusion of shading because now we have you know a harder pencil line for where the the finish line is going to go when yeah. he does his his inks uh so maybe that's what it is but like i don't know i really like them and i just wanted to throw that out there so the reason he wasn't able to finish that volume five or that we can we can surmise this is the reason is that in 2012 he was recruited by shueisha to work on the dragon ball heroes victory mission manga wow which i think was just like a couple of pages each month it wasn't very long yeah yeah but still back to it i never read it but i rem- hear, remember hearing about it happening that he got that picked it seemed up very in an official right. way that's that's awesome of course, in uh, so on January first, twenty fourteen, he released the remainder of Dragon Ball AF online, including the makeshift volume five, which was never completed. Hmm. January, uh, I already said that twenty fifteen. So in twenty fifteen, he starts working on the Resurrection F manga. So he's no longer on Heroes, mm-hmm. and he switches over to do the 
RF manga, which only lasts like three chapters, doesn't even finish the movie and is like a huge sore sticking point in trying to recommend someone read Super. Doug, close your ears for this. It's it's hard (laughs) to recommend someone read Super when they skip over an entire arc. Yeah. This is just put into like... Doug, I said close your ears. This is just put <laughs> into like one of the, the those thick Japanese Psycho jumps or something like that. Or, or the Super Manga does, didn't exist yet, did it? In an official capacity. No, not yet. No. But, but the Resurrection this was, manga portion did. Yeah, because wasn't it... I believe it's kind of like a, a prequel-ish is that it shows some more information leading up to the start of the film and then incorporates stuff from the movie? Or am I remembering incorrectly? I, well, there's kinda. prequel stuff in Super, so I, that might be what you're conflating. No, I'm thinking like maybe like I, I'm not training sure. stuff or maybe that's just a young Gigi fan art I'm remembering. That's completely different. Full disclosure, I read the RF manga as it came out and then I have not touched it since. Likewise, <laughs> that's why my memory is a bit fuzzy there. Yeah. So after those three chapters, uh, he went straight into Dragon Ball Super, and he has been doing that ever since, in addition to some character designs, of course, that he did for the Tournament of Power alongside... Toriyama Sensei. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Like, man, that that's that's like a dream come true, but also a nightmare come to realization when you incorporate fans in that aspect. You know, always getting heckled by by fans. Right. Going from you know drawing and writing a doujinshi to getting to be kind of like the new face of yeah. the franchise. Because here you are, you're putting out books titled the same as the anime yeah you're getting to work alongside the original creator i mean like that has just just mind-boggling yeah. to be in sort of that situation and do you ever wonder if they ever talk about it like so how what did you you know how did you do that whole af stuff like how did that affect thing like or is it just like don't talk about it i don't want to bring it up to this guy <laughs> i don't need him to know well we we know so little about I, I feel like Toriyama has to be aware of AF at some mm. level. He has to have known it exists. The people at Shueisha have to have known. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that was part of the recruitment process. Yeah, exactly. There right. was some other weird application. There's an, an, an Italian interview with Toyotaro in which he gives a different recounting of events, but those don't really line up with everything else oh, that we know. Really? So it's just mm. safer to assume that the story of him being recruited is most likely what played out. I so. imagine it's just like, hey, we we... We love your your skills in this AF thing you did, but that's in your past. We're not going to talk about that anymore. Your future is now the official source. Let's just try and keep everything towards that direction. And that's probably how. And that's actually been like one of the most frustrating things in trying to research the story of AF and the story of Toyotaro's AF is that we're going back to 1999 (laughs) to tell the story. We're going through shambles of websites that only exist in Wayback Machine. We're going through forums looking at posts from 2004, seeing what people's impressions were back then. You really, I mean, luckily Mike has already done a lot of this groundwork and I was able to kind of pick from there, but I was going through the actual blog and Google Translate my way through it to find out what Toyable at the time was saying Mm. and his own ideas. And and, and when the internet was like relatively new to the world, like it's still in in, in an infancy. Like it's not just... I think we were still web 1.0 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like going back 10 years ago, that doesn't seem that hard. Like, yeah, 10 years ago, people were still archiving and the the internet's like stable. But just 20 years ago, it's still kind of like the wild west of the internet where anything goes. A lot of people say, you know, once it's on the internet, it's forever. That's not true. <laughs> like, no. websites go down, blogs get, like, updated, and then, like, oh, we're just going to... Or forums and things are just going to get trashed. Like, no. 
<laughs> it's not there forever. It might be somewhere, but like you're gonna go through a sea of broken links or or other such things, or using the Wayback Machine Luckily and it taking forever to Michael Labrie to archive all that shit for us. <laughs> right. For Big the most thanks part. to Mike Vegito EX runner of Konzenshu and everybody else on the Konzenshu team for, you know, keeping all this stuff available for us to to go through and and, and check. So that's kind of the, the meta of it, right? And then he had, didn't he, is, I'm, tr- I'm thinking at the end of the volume, didn't he say like, oh, I'm always going to be thinking about this and I'm going to write it. It might not be now, but I will finish it. So it's kind of like, well, I guess we'll get more AF at some point unless, you know, something bad happens, obviously, but. Some could say, AF is out now on store shelves. <laughs> That's true. There are a lot of uh, AF DNA things uh, in, in other portions of Dragon AF Ball. AF to the AF. I get you. <laughs> Every time I hear AF, all I can think about is that one bo- that one post mailbox. Box. I yeah, think it's in the trunk special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. AF Same. mail. I think that too. Yeah. Uh, so the story here. We've talked about the meta of how this whole thing came about. What is the story of the actual book? Like, what is happening in this? Uh, I know I wrote some some supplemental things here that's just real quick going through. This takes place post-GT, because that's the last thing that we had. Yeah, very interesting take about. to do that, too. Well, I mean, nobody had really done anything about the, oh, this is in between Boo and the, you know, the last Badokai yeah, or anything. At that point in the world, it just made sense to, this is where the story finished. Let's continue after that. Yeah, right. there was no super and and Shin and Kibito splitting apart to complicate the existence yeah. of GT. <laughs> and just you can't deny how fun it must have been to draw Super Saiyan four characters. Man, they always look good, mm-hmm. no matter what. I mean, that's the one thing I miss. Like we need to to move forward <laughs> and get back to using four. I know that it's in Xenoverse and yeah. Uh, well, there's one thing I, I'm super confused Dragon about in the story. So once we get to that point, like if you guys do want to go ahead and jot down the the, the bullet points. So we can talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I took some notes as well while I was uh, reading through it. And uh, how do we, how exactly do we want to go about this? Do we want to go blow for blow what happens in the story and then our thoughts about it? Uh, how do you want to handle this? No, just like general. I think it's it's such a thin story. Yeah, see, is there <laughs> a story? True. I think so. I think by definition there is Sorry. a story here. Is there a good story? Uh, you it's, read there's it. There's a serviceable story. <laughs> there that- is could have been great if it ever finished right yeah so i guess broad strokes here it's post gt goku obviously not around anymore so we should talk about what happened to goku yeah because we get an actual explanation versus the very nebulous ending this is also why i think things left as a mystery are the way to go this is one of the reasons (laughs) so goku has moved on to an actual place called the the Dragon Realm, or is it the Ryoshin? Is that that's what uh, they say? Yeah, Ryoshin Kai. Ryoshin Kai. There we go. Uh, which is a, a place even further beyond the realm of the Kaioshin. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, I there? mean, Doug, what's Super doing? Come on. <laughs> that's really. why I don't read Super either. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Look, this is all a story for. Nine-year-old Japanese boys. Let's. It's okay that it's stupid and ridiculous. I'm a it's nine-year-old fine. Japanese boy at heart, so that's exactly. Uh, so he's there. He's hanging around with uh, Paikuhan and uh, and the dragons. All of them, even Barunga's there. Yes. Uh, this is where they live now. So they all and exist. That's where they've always been. at all times. It's just 
they, they basically where all the Naruto summons are. They're hanging out in the same place <laughs> with the toad and the slug and the snake. They're all just hanging out, and then they're they're just summoned <laughs> via. I fail to see the problem. This rules. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea. I love Purunga just hanging out. It's so good. <laughs> Ill with arms and but, legs. Ugh. <laughs> Pupils arms and legs is gross. Is that I mean, what he had arms? Something was off at the pupils. <laughs> so weird. Uh-huh. But the story here actually kind of starts with a, a flashback of like, okay, well, let's set some stuff up. After the defeat of Frieza, we find out that Frieza has a mom, a quote unquote mother. <laughs> when he uh, when he says the- Papa, Mama, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Is this supposed to be his mother? <laughs> I mean, eventually we kind of get an explanation of the whole mother-father thing because West Kaioshin is like, hey, Frieza got defeated and I have no place for weakness. I want to have the strongest person in the universe. So, of course, going to go to Goku and then that flash forward. Ginyu mentality. She's got she's got a new son named Zykor, uh, and they're going to go to Earth and they're going to fuck some shit up. Uh well, she's really messed up in the head because she's she was assumed dead after the Boo incident, right? And then well, she's she the like West floated Kyoshin. around for millions that, of years. She's the West yeah. Kyoshin, right? I think, yeah, she so she floats around dead for millions of years, millions, and then is like, hey, yeah, and she's like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take the universe over. <laughs> <laughs> That's my motivation now. I floated in space for too long, and now oh I just want I want to take it over. I've had time to think yes. about it. Uh, I put a note here because now we are back with our regular cast on Earth that I for where the story goes again, story, quote unquote, uh, we're introduced to our basically our main character kind of sort of thing is Goten in college, which I think is strange. That doesn't stick around. It doesn't. I'd like the the idea, though. That was kind of cool. And that Gohan is professor now at Orange Star University. Uh, I think I think that tracks for for Gohan. Yeah. You always want to be a scholar. It makes sense to me. Everyone feels so in character. Yeah. They do. In the beginning part, yeah. I like the the school setting. I wish that someone would call him Geeko. It would make it feel better <laughs> to me. Uh, more in line with how I want Don't give Dragon Toy Wolf that to be cr- that. <laughs> it's like he created Geeko. <laughs> and also Goten is great Saiyan man now. He's taken up the, the mantle, which yeah. is cool. Although nobody really cares about him. He's like the hundredth most... Uh, impressive hero there is yeah and that what a list too all those references yeah (laughs) tons of different toriyama works in there yeah just doug if you ever read super this is the kind of thing that toyotaro excels at he loves the fan service references and the little things yeah he is like if he is any fan who suddenly got to make official dragon ball yeah that's what it feels like yeah and he loves it. Like, man, he's got a deep wealth of knowledge and like he can he references just the, the tiniest things. It's like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. Like, man, it's it's impressive. So Zykor shows up. I'm trying to remember. I just read this a few days ago. <laughs> I'm like, so they're there and like Earth is fine. And then Zykor and um, he Lyla fights. Yeah, up. Lila. He fights yeah. Goten first. Right. Uh, before Gohan joins the fray along with. With Vegeta. Uh, with Vegeta, Vegeta and Trunks. And Trunks. Um, Gohan can go Super Saiyan 4 now. Which yeah. just happens. Just got to admit, uh, that looks so fine. cool. It looks great. Yeah. I don't think there's really an explanation for it, but I think you no. can just kind of put two and two together of just like, well, yeah. he could turn they into st- a monkey before. They still have that Brutes Wave generator or <laughs> amplifier or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I would... 
I didn't see Bulma dismantle it at the end of GT, so <laughs> I assume it's still there. Right? At this point, it's when I realized the story's not going to start making any sense or be creative Just roll with at it. all. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'll take that better than half a volume explaining how Gohan got it, because I'm sure that's something that maybe someone would yeah. want to see. Toybull knew, like, he just wanted to draw that form in Gohan and just to get to it. So, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so they all fight, and gosh, I'm trying to remember, Kaioshin eventually goes to join in in the fight, brings along the, the Z-Sword. But who and... did he leave behind on his way to go fight? <sighs> oh, yeah, Tapion. <laughs> Is there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what right? the hell? Did I miss something? Or is that in GT? It's not anywhere. <laughs> no. He's just there with just... no explanation. He's just training. I think Toyotaro's idea here is that the movies are canon. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. But the Tapion Even is though he's supposed in line to go B. and like, find his brother. Now it's just, well, I found him. And of course we went to go yeah. see So now Kaiushin. I'm going to be the, I'm gonna be the god. I'm going to train to be the god of the everywhere now. All at once. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, the implication is that he's training to become a Kaioshin, I guess. Which means the only prerequisite is to have link ears. It's the only prerequisite to being a Kaioshin. It's true. You've got to have those. Otherwise, I don't know, you'll get laughed at at the Kaioshin parties. Yeah, very prejudiced over there. (laughs) They're not going to let any greenies in, I'll tell you that much. Well, so... (laughs) Don't let that become a thing. No, no. I'm sorry I ever said (laughs) it. You had to. What, what's what's this? What's this guy's name? Zizor, Sizor, Sizor, <laughs> Sizor. You know Scyther? the Pokemon. Yeah. What's his name? Zycor. Zycor. He's just like yeah. uh, uh, eviscerating everyone, basically. Right. He's crazy strong. Yeah. Uh, even though I don't think he ever transforms, he just exists to be this powerful. I would assume a transformation would come eventually if we. Uh, got he the does rest. in the drafts. Okay. For gotcha. volume five. Gotcha. I guess I, I skimmed it a little too quick and didn't notice that. Yeah, no, Slash just his base form and he's just Japanese. It just feels like just dumb fight for fight. Like there's no plot. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's brutal because the guy just goes in for the kill all the time, which mm-hmm. is impressive. He blows up half yeah. of the earth, which makes you really think about the strength of everyone prior to this where like yeah everyone at this point should be able to just stick their hand out and blast half of the earth away but they never really do do they it it always feels very confined into like a dirt canyon like all the damage just stays there but i don't know is this is this guy that crazy strong or is everyone it's just like it's just meant to be uh, uh much more exciting to look at i guess I, I and I like that, and I like the stakes of when they're fighting, and and Gohan has got a, uh, I think it's a Kamehameha. He's about to blast it down towards Earth, and Zycor is like, he wouldn't do that; he'll blow up the Earth. And he's like, he's doing it. And he's like, <laughs> Gohan's like, we got Dragon Balls. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is this? <laughs> like, no, that's not what Gohan would but, do. You would blow up the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in another way, it does kind of show that no one has learned their lessons about the negative energy in Dragon Ball. Oh my god, yeah, overusing yeah. them. But <laughs> you've got the Dragon Ball. So oh, yeah. eventually, they seal Zycor in the Zed Sword. In the Zed Sword. But oh no! Except so- somehow Palpatine has returned. I mean, somehow the Z Sword, the seal, the seal didn't work. So it's only going to last yeah, for one a- month. The sword is cracked, so yeah, it's only going to last a month. And so Fucking they've got to hate. Get There's their no shit reason together. for it to be cracked. There's no good explanation for it. It's just up. Oh, it just somehow just didn't. It didn't take. We got a month. Time to train, guys. Freaking hate it. <laughs> See, I love it. I, it's just because it's so. He's not. To, Toyotaro is just like, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I want to do. Let's do it. And he just goes for it. Mm-hmm. I but mean, it doesn't it's make for a good than, story. It's better than 
what I assume would be a random ass pull of like, oh, we're in this fight. Oh, somebody's going to have a new transformation all of a sudden to give them time to be like, okay, well, where did they get this power from? Like, okay, well, let's give them a month. But like Toriyama somehow manages to do that, but just so seamlessly where you don't think about it. The closest thing I think of is, is the time is the three years before the androids, the Jinzo Negan show up where it's like, well, he hasn't Mm -hmm. created, Jiro hasn't created them yet. So we shouldn't, you know, go stop him now. Like that's the only time it kind of sticks out. But other than that, this just seems so forced. (laughs) I mean, you've only got so much stuff. If you're a one-man thing, you're not getting real paid for this. You're not going to... I don't know. I guess I'm more accepting <laughs> you like, are. where the story is I'm going. Not, so. I'm, no, no hold bars. I hated this <laughs> story. It was just slog. I'm sorry. Um, I like that Vegeta is upset that he has to protect the Earth. Like, that Goku's not here and is like, no, I guess <laughs> this is my job when nobody else is around. <laughs> Even though Gohan's there, he's trying his best, man. Gohan even proclaims himself the protector of the earth or something like that, doesn't he? There's definitely um, a, and someone GT says he does, that. which is is weird that he then is like, ah, oh, I hate doing this, but I guess now he's around <laughs> other people, so he has to act cool. Maybe. That toxic cyanity, I'm telling you. <laughs> It'll get you. So now everyone's like, well, we got to get Goku because yeah. nobody can beat Zykor. I'll beat him, Vegeta says. Yeah. Like, Don't worry about it. I got this. And I, I like that because it. In ways that we've talked about Vegeta before, they roll him back almost. This felt like a Vegeta being rolled back, but in a way moving forward. Because he's like, no, we don't have to keep getting Kakarot getting Goku, back for yeah. this. Like, mm-hmm. we can bio Broly this, guys. We don't need him. <laughs> Which I like. I was on his side the whole time of like, yeah, it's okay. Let him be and do his thing. We'll, we'll figure it out. It seemed weird because at, at, before they sealed him in the in the sword, I thought the the uh, insinuation was that there was a plan that Gohan and Kaioshin had to seal him in. But then Vegeta just jumps in and ruins the plan by attacking him full force. Because it was like, oh, why did Kaioshin heal Gohan and then Gohan just expend all his energy to by using Vegeta's attack? That's Vegeta's attack to get him down <laughs> on the ground um, <laughs> for nothing. I thought there was a plan formulating there, but it wasn't a plan because then they just jumped it. They just jumped him and fired blast at him. No teamwork going on. They don't know how to work as a team yet. See, Doug, the, uh, this character, we, this if the building. story had kept going, right, we'd have right. an arc. There's no arc here because we're at the beginning of <laughs> and whatever arc could have happened. It's mm. just the roller coaster going up. That's, I get you. Yeah. Well, so this is where we find out we get the definition of where Goku is. Right. Right. And that he has basically become the He's, vessel by he, which Shenlong yeah. exists. Well, they say that he, he fuses with him. Yeah. So the whole thing about Shenlong bringing Goku back from the dead at, at the end of GT, which I don't remember if that's actually described as what happens <laughs> in GT or not, <laughs> but let's go with it here. Mm-hmm. Is that Goku dies, Shenlong brings him back, but as penance for bringing him back, he's like, hey, uh, the Dragon Balls don't exist anymore, so I, I or my model doesn't exist anymore, yeah. so yeah. you have to become my body. But that means that we can't stay here. We got to go back to the Dragon Realm. Right. And so I um this That's tingles my imagination <laughs> in so many ways. I would love to see this in Super. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with is that I think the elder Kaioshin then like t- chimes in as like, yeah, it's it's foretold in destiny that if a Saiyan fuses with a with a dragon that their 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 power level grows ten times or something like that. It was just very okay, we get it. Like it's just surface level. Doesn't feel creative at all to me. I mean, I like the whole 
thing of you know serving as his vessel sort of thing to to get over there it makes sense his model's not around um he was kind of split up into these evil dragons so like okay cool yeah shenlong as an entity is still around and we need a way to get there but yeah when we do get to the stuff of like oh science can do this or that was you know putting their light into the dragon that... balls, I'm like this is <sighs> ridiculous yeah <laughs> that why is a a, a creation by the namekians have a thing with yeah. the science which are on totally opposite ends of the galaxy well they, they, they said it's like, one of the one of the rare races but it is still one of the races what a convenient that's what convenience i was talking about i was like the how that's so stupid and this is just one of the moments that it shows uh it's 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 remnants of like not remnants because it's it's Super, like in, obviously this happens in Super to become Super Saiyan God, right? Do that same thing, but there's so many things before this that are like, oh, this is just a repeat of what happened in Dragon Ball, the original run, and it's just just lacks creativity. I feel like I would agree that it's a sloppy way to get to where the story goes. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I should have. I don't. I don't take notes uh, as I'm opposite yeah. of Ken, where he takes a lot of notes. I take no notes, but there are so many moments that are just like this is just a, a bad retelling of the OG story. Like, it's just so un- uncreative. It's as annoying as the Namekian Book of Legends. Yes. <laughs> the Namekian Book of Legends. Which also had information about the science. <laughs> so... <laughs> if there was something, I'm not saying it has to be an anime, it doesn't have to be a movie, it doesn't, you know, whatever, it could be a light novel for all I care. If there was, like, something, not even just for this, but, like, in general, for the amount of times, like, like you said, the, the Namekian Book of Legends has things about science in it. If there was a time when, like, these two races crossed paths in the past versus I think just, so. Yeah. You think so? That's there, I think, huh? I think, especially after reading AF, knowing that that's something Toyotaro had in his idea, actually pre-Battle of Gods. Hmm. Uh, and then we saw that again in Battle of Gods. I would not be surprised if we see that somewhere down the line. That, uh... That'd yeah. be interesting. It's interesting, but I just for me it just takes away from the original story because it just makes everything more convenient and just less uh, you know, it just it just this is where the story went. No, it's like no, this is predestined basically. Well, it's all whatever because it's just a vehicle to get to Broly. <laughs> <laughs> Before and, we do that, I right. I wanted to bring up the fact that like Piccolo is in hell. And this poor guy does not get a break. Like, it seems like his job down there is just to constantly yeah. be blasting Frieza and Cell Apparently, and Janemba. Like, I'll talk to you. I'll call you again real real quick. I just got to go murder this guy. And he's just going to come back in five minutes. Does that anyway. mean, like, but, like movie 12 is not canon then? Like, the they should be, like, just floating clouds, right? Or oh, yeah. did the machine break for them? Now they're in their bodies or whatever. It's stuff like that. It's stuff like with the Daikaio being on the phone with the elder Kaioshin and not knowing it. And yeah. then he finds <laughs> out he, he freaks That's out. Cute. There are all these little comedic beats that just show how in the mind of Toriyama Toyotaro is. Mm. That he just gets how to sell some of those comedic beats. Sometimes he falters. I mean, there was a yeah. lot of issues uh, in the Granola arc that I don't think necessarily landed comedically. But mm. he really understands where Toriyama was at when writing Dragon Ball. I guess. I just don't think he nails it. Like, the, when he, when Kaioshin sacrifices himself and then just shows up again, I was like, that could have been... I don't know. I didn't laugh. I was just like, ugh. I mean, that's just how it goes. That's what happened with the old guy. It's no, like, it I'm going to sacrifice my life, Goku, so you can be alive. It and makes then sense. he lays down and it's like, he's dead. It makes All sense. Right, now get Story-wise, like, I just well, didn't like it. It just... It didn't... <laughs> it didn't feel like an earned laugh and it was going for a laugh. There was... This is not comedy... 
specific, but there was one thing that I wanted to point out, and that's when they're kind of formulating this plan to get Goku and the Dragon Balls back and everything. They are going to use the Namekian Dragon Balls and Purunga to pull this thing off, and they explicitly say the new Purunga, because they've upgraded him, has no death time limit. Hmm. Now, I don't remember what the specific rules are for Purunga, but I know for the longest time the kind of consensus amongst fans was that, well, Shenlong can't wish anybody back if they've been dead for longer than a year. And then it's like, we people, I think in general, looked closer at the wording of that and were like, that's not what that says. You can't bring back a large amount of people if they've been dead for longer than a year. You could choose an individual who's been dead for 40 years and be like, yeah, you're back. But for Paranga, I don't remember what the exact rules are. And I'm wondering, is this a weird fan misconception that got turned into a plot point? Ken, do you remember anything about Paranga's rules? No, I they don't ever go into it with Paranga that way. Because I know that what you're thinking about with Shenlong is that conversation between uh, Kami and Kaio, mm. I think. I think that's where that whole thing yeah. comes from, yeah. But it's probably just been assumed that that misconception was also just passed on to Paranga. And, but also, I which think is interesting. they never mentioned the rules for Paranga because he's supposed to be looked at as, oh, his, he's just almost limitless. Like the the, exactly. the weaknesses that Shenlong had, nah, this guy's the OG. He's got no no limits. Yeah. Well, they they do specify in in Namek that he can't bring multiple people back at once. Right. Because that's right. a plot point in Boo when they're like, oh, we upgraded Paranga, right. which made sense in their mm-hmm. world because oh, we never really had to do that before, so we didn't think to we didn't think to make that uh, unlimited. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> he didn't have people showing up, blowing up everyone every day. <laughs> well, we had this famine and we got through it. Yeah. That's why it would have been helpful to have that ability to bring back lots of people. Like, hey, we just had yeah. a whole bunch of people die in the famine. Bring them back. <laughs> as Up far as the dragon, as balls. far as the rules go, yeah. Like, I, I don't. It, that, it, that's one thing that didn't bother me because it's like, yeah, they just upgrade the dragon, whatever. That's to whatever they want. It's fine. It doesn't really bother me. Which apparently is just giving it a shower, as we learned from superhero. All you got to do is get it wet and be like, well, he's upgraded now. What? You know what I mean? Remember? What? what are you talking about? Don't you remember in Superhero when Piccolo goes to go get his wish thing with Dende? And oh, then he's like, oh, they, hold on. Let me do yeah. that. And then just pours water. It's like, there. He's ready to go. Like, what? <laughs> I need to rewatch Superhero. Jesus. I thought you were talking about like some... some, <laughs> Doug, some... Doug's going to come back. Movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just so convenient. Where's the um, movie six? <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold a grudge about that forever. We'll come back. We, we, we got to re-watch movie six, movie six again. I don't see how the movie is redeemable in any way, except for <laughs> the visuals. I like your idea of sitting there and watching it and pausing it every couple of minutes for you to be like, okay, <laughs> yeah. here's see, why, why this, this is This moment is amazing and you don't get it. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> that would be good. Um, I hope you don't mind. I'm just kind of bouncing around in my notes here since we're yeah. kind of at the end of that. I find it odd, understandable, but odd that the army is reporting to Mr. Satan. It's like, we got to evacuate these people do this thing. Like, Satan, we've done this. Like, what? what? You're not in charge of It's like the army. army reporting to The Rock, Dwayne, The <laughs> Rock Johnson. Like, what do we do now, sir? <laughs> well, Mr. Satan is still the guy who saved everyone from Cell, and mm-hmm. he's the guy who saved everyone from something. Something. Because mm-hmm. no one can remember Boo. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't remember how involved he was in GT. I don't remember because everyone him. remembers Baby that never got wished away. Oh, right. Yeah. So I don't know who that landed on. I mean, you saved the world once. I think you you get a pass. The world loves you, you know. But for yeah. the army <laughs> to come and be like, "Listen, we're taking orders from you now." The like, world's run a by king. a dog, so I don't blame him. <laughs> Commander in chief Satan. Commander in chief Satan. We trust in Satan. That would be good. Um, they have that month to train, and Doctor Briefs makes a better room of spirit and time than Kami oh, ever did. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> 
you, there's no time limit that you, that you can only be in there for two years and then it's it's no more. Like, but nope, she's in there for five just years? Five years, just, you know, whatever he needs. There is a running kind of theme throughout Dragon Ball that the gods are inept. That's they don't true. know what they're doing. Right, that's and true. so the idea that yeah, brief is just like, hey, uh, yeah, I'll I'll do it. That's funny with science. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that fits yeah. in line. <laughs> you know, hey, you're, you're convincing me now, Ken. Maybe we should watch movie six again, and you can point these things out. <laughs> yeah, <like that. laughs> there's a lot of science in movie six. We'll talk about it all day. There's no. robots, man. That's science. <laughs> so they need seven super science right to recharge right. the light in these Dragon Balls. So they, they got, got Vegeta, Gohan, Goten, Trunks trunks so that's four super signs and then pan and bra are like we can go super sign too (laughs) so there you go there's six i was very split (laughs) on how cool that moment looked just just visually because it looked really cool how like pan and bra like stood up like uh i guess time to show you guys but then the next panel it the transformation itself didn't look as cool but i I don't know i I still like the like them getting up and just like all right let's show them and then they transform (laughs) (laughs) still cool it is cool. I also like them training in the month in between, like together doing their whole sparring. Thing. Yeah, yes. Mr. Satan overseeing it. <laughs> yeah, like he can really make a call there. But <laughs> but I was, was so good. This I is like how checked out. I was during this part of the story where it's just like I'm just like oh they're they're missing one. Why don't they just use the Dragon Balls to wish Goku back? Like that's how checked <laughs> out of the story I was. <laughs> <laughs> But I love they have this arbitrary number. I guess seven's not that it arbitrary. Makes, I, I ball. was also thinking that, but it's it makes sense. It's the number of Dragon Balls. balls. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, well, let's wish Broly back. And the reader's like, hold on, hold on. Broly <laughs> can't fit for this reason, that reason, this reason, that reason. <laughs> but don't worry about <laughs> it, says, says fuck you. I'm doing it. <laughs> this is my end game. Yeah. So no one can leave Dragon Realm except Paikuhan for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <they laughs> and it's not why. really explained how he got there either. Yeah. Nope. Because Kaioshin's like, I can't go there, but this random dude can just phase through dimensions. His cool hat. Paikuhan is a is a secret dragon undercover. That's why he doesn't have a nose. See, the story didn't get far enough to reveal. Right, that That was gonna be the twist (laughs) at the end. Yeah. So Paikuhan shows up when Broly wakes up and is about to rampage and everything, and then Paikuhan's just like, "No, dude, I'm gonna train you. Check this out." I'm untouchable. I'm untouchable. Come at me, bro. <laughs> and then Broly fights him, and Broly's like, eventually wears himself out, and he's like, is is Kakarot, and I don't know if he calls him Kakarot or Goku. Kakarot. But he's like, is he even stronger? And Paikon's like, dude, you have no idea. Check this out. <laughs> Super Saiyan 5. <laughs> I love the whole thing anytime when a villain shows back up and it's been so long, like, dude, you are super outclassed at this point. Like, I- we've had two, three arcs, and like... I got to admit, yep, as as much as I don't care for much of Broly in that state, like, it was kind of cool to have him back. That that did give me a little, like, oh, cool, okay. I it was s- refreshing to read this Broly, who's not the Broly that is the canon Broly. <laughs> the super Broly, <laughs> And is yeah. just a totally different character, because he's like a, a, a psychopath in movie eight. Yes. Right. And to get that character back but then forcibly toned down by getting his ass handed to him yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. That is a good dynamic. I do like that. Even though when I saw him, I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't super Broly. I don't like this guy as much. But but. No, I, I kind of liked it, but I felt like his berserkness didn't match his his movie eight energy where he just kind of, he did just kind of like slow down and like he, he, he thought things through. Whereas the Broly in movie eight was just berserk. Like he just would rampage. Well, he didn't have somebody like Goku or somebody that looked like Goku there to spark that, no, he, that total fear. Yeah, he just thought about him. He was like, Kakarot. And then Paikuhan's like, ah, your memories are coming back or something, something stupid like that. And yeah, I don't understand why he was like, ah, 
your your memories are coming back. Like, is that a thing? Also, I don't die? like. You don't remember? I don't know if it, it's the translation, but I, don't, I just don't like how everyone talks so medieval and proper, and it just doesn't feel like how they would talk. Do you know what I mean? Your memories uh, what, have resurfaced. To, to me, it's like so. You know how like when you're really worried about something, and then you f- you go to bed, and in the morning you have like a minute before you remember what you were worried about the night oh, before. Yeah. I think that's the kind of state Broly was in, being wished okay. back. It was like that really momentary piece of 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 uh, death. That momentary piece before the anxiety just drives <laughs> back in, in, and you have to drive to work. And, yeah, I guess that's that. true. I that makes sense. That. But so. Broly gets some humble pie, and it's kind of this whole thing of trying to get him to join to their side because they're going to need him to get the Dragon Balls going and get Kakarot back. Right. And then I immediately so. think, how old is Broly supposed to be? Why is it obvious that Bra is going to be a love interest to him right now? That was weird. Did you guys see that? Wait. Huh? What? <laughs> what? Manga over you, was Oh, because she brings him like his food or whatever. Oh, okay, walks that, in yeah. and like this, like she she's looking twenty five all of a sudden, twenty five years old with like a sweater on and falling <laughs> to the ground, showing her skirt and everything. And well, that's always kind of been an issue with GT. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty Bra bad. Is nine in GT, but it was an obvious like, yeah, eight, oh, eight why is Bra bringing him food? And it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it seems she's eight in GT. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> doesn't make so any that, sense. That's just always been an issue. So mm-hmm. just don't don't, don't think <laughs> about GT's that. Problem. That's GT's problem. And that's going to be the AF's twist at the problem. end. We just didn't get there yet. We're still in the beginning of the arc. Yeah, we're so. still, yeah. We're, we're, we missed the whole part where Weiss came in and aged everyone right, up. Right, right, right. Yeeted well, out of there. If Vegeta wanted to spend five years in Brief's special room, why couldn't Bra? And now she is. <laughs> oh you my know, God, you know it's going to be a thing. That is what it's going to happen. Yeah. And my, but unfortunately, my theory I just thought about now is that Paikuhan is going to become the new Shenlong's uh, vessel so that Goku can stay on Earth. Because we don't care about Paikuhan. He can stay up there in the realm or whatever. Well, once the Dragon Balls are back, he doesn't need something like that, I would assume. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But what were you going to say, Ken? Well, before anything else can happen, uh, AFNs. It's over. Yeah, it's yeah, done. Yeah, as quickly as it came. Uh we get the drafts with Volume 5, where Zykor has now come out of the Zed Sword, and a month has passed, and everyone's fighting him. And Vegeta's doing this really cool thing, or he's swapping in and out of Super Saiyan forms. Uh, yeah, I thought I was needed. skipping pages. I'm like, am I, did I read this in the right order? Because I was just like, wait, he's going back and, yeah. At one point, yeah, I thought he combined he, the two. Was that true or no? Well, there's a part where... Uh, Kudin is talking to Trunks about different Super Saiyan forms, and Trunks is like, "Here's this flow chart of uh, I love which that form flow goes chart. to which form." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't so, understand uh, the, the, I, the the Super Saiyan three flow chart though, because it was like Super Saiyan and then Super Saiyan three and then Super Saiyan three again, but with bolder lines. Yeah, we should specify for people that the version that we read, we read a translation of the first four volumes, but the fifth volume uh, I did not have translated. So it's just because it's just we drafts. Just looked through the drafts in Japanese, and I'm like, oh, I can recognize a few of these words in here, mm-hmm. but beyond that, uh, it's just kind of a uh, sketchy. Yeah, right. Literally. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, Toyotaro's action is such that you can you can figure out what's going on, and they right. they eventually do wish Goku back. Goku shows up, and then that's where that ends. <laughs> so <laughs> still, we haven't gotten any further story wise. Yeah, we didn't get to see anything of Super Saiyan Five or whatever that form is going to be, other than one quick flash when he is fighting Paikuhan. Like you gotta stop transforming. Which yeah, I, I, and there's I like that reveal actually at the very the very beginning when they, when you first see Goku and and he's just like he's got eyebrows but also the long hair but it's just like for one mm-hmm. panel so it's like oh cool what is that like it, it, that's a great 
way to subtly introduce something like that. Yeah, agreed. It's it's a, a nice reveal to know that there's something there. But yeah. You don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Uh, there's also the alternate ending where it's Roshi and he's telling the story to future Goku guy, Jr. Yeah, Goku uh, Jr., Jr., Vegeta Jr. Hated this. I like and, that. Yeah. I like that he's still around then. <laughs> yeah. You know? And he's like, I never. Hold on, let me get let me get my Roshi voice out. Okay, let's I hear it. I never took that. I never took that drink, and I'm still around. That's my <laughs> That's really great. Uh, Mike That's McFarlane fantastic. Roshi patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me Ocean Dub Roshi, please? Oh dang! All right. Uh, well, I was about to do Roshi with the Canadian accent, but then it couldn't come out. So. <laughs> That's fine. I just wanted Close it for enough. myself. But oh, I Goku, like who, eh? <laughs> just gonna throw in an eh? Goku, buddy. Yeah. Goku guy. Uh, I just liked him being there. I don't know. It's nice to have another thing, person from all the way back, still kind of having an effect nowadays. Like, Pan is there, but like, she was the end of Z thing. Hadn't been there since the beginning of, of everything. Like, I didn't Roshi like had the whole congratulations been. scene at the end with everyone laughing. Clapping and, and clapping. <sighs> You did, uh, you did great. Too uh, heartfelt. Too much like it, uh, episode twenty six of Ava. Doug. <laughs> it didn't feel earned. It didn't feel natural. It didn't feel earned. It's just he did the best he could. I'm just saying that Toriyama is a genius. When you go back and read the original stuff, how stuff just feels natural. That's just good storytelling. Well, I would say that yeah, this alternate ending is very not natural. It's very kind of like left turn. I've got to wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, kind of way. It was kind of nice, though. That's I mean, nice the way he chose to do it, where it's like, oh, um, well, we're going to stop the story here, boys. I'm, I'm getting kind of old. And then he just... Was it a commentary mm-hmm. on Toriyama at, at, at some point there, too, with Roshi? Like, you're old and senile? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I will say there was that one... I read it, and gosh, what was that at the... Uh, a, a postscript or something, saying that uh, he had Togashi disease, which is mm-hmm. like, yikes, that's not a nice thing to say for this man who's suffering from chronic back pain like it's not just like oh i'm too lazy and and stuff and can't do this like mm-hmm. oh, well man. togashi is also known for being like easily distracted that's true but at this point like i hunter hunter was already like being on on hiatus here and there i assume because oh. of back pain issues or am i wrong was it wi- widely known back in 2012 that, that was the case i thought but maybe i my memory is bad yeah, I don't this know. isn't this isn't We Gotta Hunt. I don't know anything I doubt about it's, Hunter Hunter. So. <laughs> I doubt yeah. it's relatable. If it is, it's probably just like a more common saying than we think. Fair. But, but still, in 2023, reading them like, oh, yikes. <laughs> I don't like that. That's rough. Poor guy. Um, that's kind of the, the end of my notes there. Um, what did we What did we think? Doug, I know that you uh, are not a fan of the convenience of everything. I wouldn't say. The I, whole experience, what did you think? I have said it a lot that I hate it, but I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Now that I'm calm, I don't hate it. <laughs> I just don't like it a lot. I wouldn't. That's okay. I wouldn't read it again. It, it just seems like a fan, which what it is, it's a fan that made their own fan thing and they did their best. And But it just doesn't have a story that's compelling. It's just fights for fights. It's all the stuff you see mm. that everyone wants when they see like fan animations of just like fight scenes of fight scenes. That's not why I love Dragon Ball. I don't love it for the fight scenes. I love it for the story and the characters. And we didn't get much character in this. That's true. But then I'll pose this question. If next month Toyotaro was like, what's up, guys? Chapter five. Here it is. It's done. Are you going to pick it up and read it? Or are you going to say, eh? I'm going to say, eh, I'm passing. If okay. I'm not going to read Super for you, Randy, I'm not going to keep reading AF. <laughs> That's fair. 
We still need to get you four more pages. Yeah, uh, but where, we, are, where the, are those four pages? Did, did I miss? You haven't, did I miss? You haven't thumbs up the emoji I must have missed that them. you read them. <laughs> we need a separate page for you to post because it gets lost in the sauce. And I just, but if I'll, you I'll go back now and check. DBS chapter 001, <laughs> you'll find it. <laughs> I I label the posts so you can find them, Doug. We already gave him homework. I don't want to. For those make of you that don't remember, Ken is sending me four pages of Super a day so that I'll read them. And I think it's been a week since he I. He has to let me know that he's read them first. Right. By I gave thumbs, him a thumbs up. Emoji yeah. On, yeah. <laughs> but then you guys start talking about Star Trek or something, and I I lose track of it all. Uh, Ken, your thoughts? Uh, do you like it? Yeah, I love it. Um, I. I'm very forgiving of it, keeping in mind that what we've read is something shy of 250 pages, which Mm -hmm. is just a little bit over one normal-sized volume of manga. So to say that there's no story, I agree. But we also don't have a lot of room in which to have told the story yet. This feels like like the first two-thirds of a movie that could have been great. Right. Yeah. It's a first draft. I mean, like, you don't have an editor going through and being like, okay, this works, this doesn't. It's yeah. just kind of one dude who's just given it his best try as a solo act. So. And he, he has a lot of say in the super manga now, right? Yes. So, so I, does feel, he, I, feel, I, don't, I thought we were, it was very nebulous on what who is writing what and who's providing what other than character design. I'm sure he has some anime. some input, I guess. But, like, that just shows that this is a great, like, first draft for some, for anyone. And then to just, uh, you know, become better, to, to fine-tune their craft, basically. So nothing against Toy Bull, Toyotaro, but it's just, yeah, it's, we're just looking at a first draft thing, you know? What do you think about it, Randy? What do I think? Uh, I enjoyed my experience reading it. I think I was able to just roll with whatever was happening. Like, okay, yeah, I accept that. That's fine. Or combination of that slash it's been 13 years since I last watched GT and I don't really recall too much, so... Sure, um, that's probably what happened. I don't really remember <laughs> those little hamster overall, guys. It's like who yeah, are these hamster guys? guys the Kaiushin's like, oh yeah, they pulled. The- it looks so weird seeing adults with tails, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, Vegeta always had like had one back in the day, but he was tiny, so I guess that doesn't well, really seeing, count. Seeing a tall, muscular Gohan shirtless with a tail was really off putting to me. I don't know why. Doug, <laughs> no, that that doesn't for me you. Excited during recording. <laughs> it gets me the other way. I think aside from Vegeta. I think the last scion, adult scion with a tail, is Broly at the beginning of movie eleven. Mm. No, but they always and have it that wrapped around their whatever their their bodies. But this one is just like out dangling. It just looks so weird out yeah. there. I mean, GT Goku and Vegeta had theirs when they were transformed. Yeah. So right, right. But they but were they, is... they were transformed. I'm saying a regular human with shirts, regular, shirts off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just the muscles, just the regular human, but a tail. Mm. That, that's what yeah, that's describe that off. a little more, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> what very <laughs> muscle defining. Eight packs <laughs> with 17's neck fully forward. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It was very funny. I think I had posted that. I'm like, still couldn't couldn't do necks back then either. <laughs> As someone from... who's had spinal surgery up near my neck, no, dude, it's hard. It's hard with Toyotaro sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very traumatic for me to read through. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. That was the real pain. We have some more here that you wrote, Ken. The super connection, which we've touched on some things here and there, but pointing out things like Lila and Zykor having a similar sort of relationship, like Zamas and and Goku Black, right? Yeah. So that was there. When you read this, the connections are unmistakable. Yes. Um, yeah. 
so some of these were this one specifically is something that Ian Cipher uh, on on Twitter and he's mm-hmm. also on the Consensual podcast he pointed out uh, and then I, I was kind of thinking I'm like well let me start jotting down a lot of these other ones so uh, he also pointed out Siaman Goten which is something that happens in Super uh, Doug yeah in the yeah superhero that, that cover prequel. I like I I, yeah. I I was thinking when I saw it in, in this story like that's so stupid but then I'm like thinking about <laughs> Goten in his own outfit in Super and I was like that looks mm-hmm. pretty cool I like that they're just kids having fun. And in those three prequel chapters, as I was reading them, I was like, this feels like AF meets Dr. Slump. Yeah, thinking about it now, because I had not read AF prior to, well, I had read the first chapter and some of chapter two prior to this. But yeah, if I had read that, I would have also hopefully have made that connection. There is, uh, we already talked a little bit about the Super Saiyan God ceremony being Mm. almost exactly, Exactly. (laughs) even as far as describing pouring your light into something. Yeah. mm -hmm, uh, And not just your key. Uh, there is the sealing technique, the Kai Kai Shinfuba, mm-hmm. which yes. uh, if you think about the Mafuba, so instead of, this is like the divine sealing wave. That's the one the I was thinking of. Wave. I'm thinking this is so stupid because it's just the exact same thing. But then I'm thinking, well, like any other form of like technique, you would do the same hand movements, I guess. If you're doing key blast, your hands out, stretched out with your palm faced out. So I guess it, this is a sealing technique. So sealing techniques kind of always look the same with the same like capture them in a, in a beam and then drag them to an item. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, Doug, the reason I bring this up is that there is almost the exact same technique used in Super <laughs> against Moro. <laughs> oh, really? In which it is called Kai Kai Matoru. Oh, my God. See, I w- so we went from Kai Kai Shinfuba to Kai Kai Matoru. Matoru. See, I'm, now I'm interested to see how natural it's brought up then. Because I don't like how even the Mafuba was brought back in Super. It just seems out of left field for that. Um, this, the, the manga here addresses, AF addresses Shin being Shin's real name, which is something we'd only ever known as kind of a, it being a guise, unless there's a guidebook thing that covered it otherwise. Right. Cause the only thing I can think of, like you'd brought up in the story is when he goes to the tournament and he enters yeah. as Shin rather than, you know, Kaio Shin. Cause I, I'm working from vague super anime memories again, but I feel like that was a big deal it caused a lot of fervor when he was called Shin at some point or like mm. in the Tournament of Power. Uh, remember how they had like all the gods listed on the Tournament of Power website before we got to that arc? I don't recall. I'll have to I'll have to look into it. I actually restarted watching Super the other day. Wow. I'm, I just got to the point where Goku is turned into a Super Saiyan god, but Ian did that too. What's up with you guys? I, don't get me on this train. I'm not rewatching Super. <laughs> <laughs> I will reread it with Doug if we get to that point. I'm not rewatching. Not rewatching now. <laughs> you guys are no fun. AF also has Dragon Ball lore um, existing beyond the Namekians. Right. Right. So in Super, it's all about the Zalama guy who created Super Shenlong mm-hmm. and then the Super Dragon Balls and then Namekians like carved off a piece of one of the Super Dragon Balls and that's how they had the Namekian Dragon Balls. Or, <laughs> but something about like Dragon Balls existing just beyond beyond the Namekians and, and in AF you've got the whole Dragon Realm right? and that the Dragon Balls are just a way to call forth beings from the Dragon Realm mm-hmm. to the mortal realm. Uh, we also have Broly's return. I mean, this is the most obvious one. Right, Broly came yeah. back in AF. <laughs> Broly came back in Super. <laughs> uh, we have the whole thing about switching Super Saiyan forms mid-battle, which is something that happens in Super Manga. I don't manga. remember if it happens in the anime. No, just the manga. But it does happen in the Super Manga, yeah, yeah in the Tournament of Power. I haven't read it, but just through say, osmosis, I know. 
<laughs> yeah, I want to say it happens maybe with granola. It's been maybe it happens as a sure. Goku Black. That's when it happens because they start talking about Vegeta. I think talks about how it's proficient to use one oh. or the other. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know I more about the super, super a- manga than Ken does, and I haven't read the damn thing. <laughs> isn't it also a moral thing where he's absorbing their powers and so yeah that but they're that's they're having... losing the ability to True. have their higher forms yeah true uh and then in the flow chart that trunks presents uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he pulls it out and he presents it for kuriden that has a super saiyan 4 max listed on there in heroes we have super saiyan 4 full power limit breaker uh, with a red hair <laughs> which is like a yeah. yeah there's a figure of that yeah, and there was technically <laughs> Super Saiyan 4 full power in GT, but it's, like, I think just something Goku says. And right, because that's Maybe not just... necessarily a new form. Yeah, because there's no visual change. It's just when everybody, like, pours their key into him. It's like, now yeah. I'm at, you know, full power. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, at full, I'm at full power. Uh, new form, new form. No, no, just, <laughs> no, no, just no, full no, power. No. We don't have to, not capital F, capital P. My glass is just full. Full power. <laughs> yeah, but ne- then we have a limit breaker in heroes, and so a lot of the ideas in AF, and I- I- I'm sure you know Ian, who's who's much more of a Toyotaro scholar, let's call him, uh, he'll be able to poke out even more things from there. But a lot of of the DNA of AF yeah. is in Super. It is very interesting how that is. Yeah, if you look at if you read this, you do recognize a lot of stuff that eventually comes to fruition in official ways. Yeah. I want the Dragon Realm so bad in Super. <laughs> Give it time. I want it probably more than anything else So did they just get like, when they get summoned, they're like, oh, his shit, guys, it's happening. I got to go. Like, they, we see Perunga. We don't see Perunga. We just see a, a flashing light. But what if someone's just talking to Perunga at that time and they get summoned out? Does he just like get well, blown away? Perunga has such personality in, in the manga. And then in the, in the movies and in Super... Shenlong has a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's the moment in movie 12 right at the end where he's like, are you guys going to make a wish or, or what? <laughs> yeah. And then in, in in movie 13 where he freaks out over Beerus and leaves. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's another thing in the anime where, like, the episode where Pan is sick and everyone's fighting to make a wish. I think there's another great, like, Shenlong moment there. But they he, there's so much personality are given to these dragons that you ha- you expect they're somewhere else. Right. But they're not just sleeping the whole time. Yeah. No, I like that aspect that they're sleeping or just non-existent <laughs> or something like that. I, I want that painting, you know, like the five dogs playing poker, <laughs> but, but right, like different, the dragons. Yeah. That would be great. I would love to commission somebody to do that. It's not going to be me, but I want not somebody it. to do it. Not All it. right, Doug, it's on you. Oh my gosh. I'm going to draw it. Yeah. We'll see that. Yeah. <laughs> I would pay money to see that, but... I think we want to leave it there, take a quick break, and then we've got some extra stuff uh, for this episode for you after the break. So we'll be right back. Hope it's not trivia. Okay, we're back, and... While I didn't put out a tweet asking for people's thoughts about this, because this is going to be a surprise, it's April Fool's. Hey, look, we got an extra thing here for you. Ken was a ninja, and he put out a secret tweet. See, I don't know. It's not secret. It went out to everybody. A secret tweet. You got to pay. Twitter is a public forum. $8 to see Ken's tweet now. <laughs> Twitter yeah, is a public idea. forum. And uh, for you, now. Put out, you did a did a sweet-ass drawing of Zycor. I assume yeah, I got a my butt tickled and i was like i gotta draw some af <laughs> fan art and i saw that and i'm like tsunami font i saw that ken i'm like 
oh yeah, I have to read AF by today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted out, God help me, I'm going to draw some AF fan art. <laughs> Everyone is like, why, Ken? Why, Tyson? Why? (laughs) Because of this. (laughs) We were reading it for this show, and it's inspired us. But you put out a really cool tweet of that, and then you included... It was fun showing you guys the process as I drew this. What are your thoughts on Toybull's AF? So, I like how sneaky you are, because it gave us, you know, content. Uh, Do you want to read them, Ken? Or should, should I? Should we split it? How do you want to do it? Well, I'll start since it's my tweet. Thank yeah, you. it's your tweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll start. So KF, uh, thank you, Takahashi, at KF Tragic. But I've known him as Killifo, so okay. that's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> uh, it's still top five DB fan mangas out there in my book, but the bar is so low, I don't think it really means much. <laughs> <laughs> but it has some great character moments, and I enjoy it. That's very true. I don't. I wanted to bring it up, and I totally forgot. Do you guys have any favorite panels from this? Because it's not a panel, but the uh, chapter title page for chapter one, I love of just like everybody in the building and like Pan pulling oh, at Goku, and all you can just see his shadow on the floor. That's what like almost God, that's good made me consider reading it back in the day because I would not have touched that <laughs> otherwise. But mm. yeah, it looked great. Anything with Super Saiyan Four Gohan just looks fantastic. You could tell he loved drawing that. You want to take this next one, or do you want me to take it? For uh, Zamastin at SS Mova 44. I'll read that one. Sounds like you've already started taking it. No, no, no. Oh, I'll, I'll read it. it. All right. <laughs> Zamastin at Super Saiyan Mova, SS Mova 44. I felt pretty neutral about it when I read it. Nothing was too terrible about it, but nothing really caught my eye either. I actually think the most interest I had in Toybull's AF was when looking at the drafts for the last unfinished pages. I enjoy Young Gigi's a lot more. Oh, he did, did he? Okay. I have never read Young Gigi's version, so I don't have any point of comparison. I assume, Ken, you have? I have read some of it. I don't think I have read the whole thing. Okay. I love Young Gigi's art on Twitter, so like that. I don't know. And his his creativity, too, with a lot of stuff. So uh, I, I would be inclined to read it. I have nothing to offer. I don't even know who this person is, who Young Gigi oh, is. You, you haven't even like seen the art, or maybe I have, but I don't know if that who you, the person you is. So you definitely okay. have. Yeah, you you probably have. Okay, gotcha. I'm I, have... I have it all on my computer when the time comes. I mean, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all need to chime in with allegedly every time. Okay, well, I'll take this one uh, from New at New Angel 3 Not going to claim it's a masterpiece, but out of all of the fan mangas I've read, it's the one that most screams Dragon Ball to me. So I can't help but like it. Hmm. I would I would agree with that. I think that the art really captures where the art was at that time, at the end of the Z run during GT. And yeah, there's some good character moments there that like we had brought up before. There's some comedy bits that really land that feel... Toriyama-ish like Piccolo just like man I'm in hell and I've just got to keep fighting these guys and like yep that's what he's gonna be doing I would argue it feels more Dragon Ball GT than Dragon Ball I mean it's certainly cribbing from that because that's where it's you know pulling from its most recent thing at the time yeah but I mean just the way it doesn't nail it as hard as the OG story does (laughs) that it's by committee and like how cool can we make this? Yeah, it's like it's like being both, very forced. Opposite ends of the spectrum, where like the committee makes GT, but then a fan makes uh, this. So it's like it's not right. It's mm-hmm. not meeting in the middle, where it's a a, a good uh, not combination. What the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, whatever combination. Yeah, it's a good combination. Compromise is what I'm looking for. (laughs) It almost still is kind of by committee, if you consider the committee to be all the tracing (laughs) Toyotaro does in this. (laughs) So many shots, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. yeah." The the shot fan manga, who cares? The shot of Goten, like, on the ground in the same outfit that Gohan was after he got defeated by Majin Buu. Yeah, and even the shot when Zykor is blasting Goten away is yeah. just Boo blasting Gohan. Yeah, the, mm. the Majin Vegeta blasting the stadium. Yeah. A lot. But it's a fan thing. Like, whatever, yeah. man. Whatever it takes for you to get across this and, you know, harken back to readers' memories of these things that happened before. Yeah, I don't know my eyes at it. I was fun. like, oh, that's fun. There is one more person who quote retweeted me oh. instead of, of commenting. Oh, they were a ninja. This is Alfie at a geek for fun. They say, I really, really like Goku's scenes in the Dragon Realm, and my only regret about it not getting finished is seeing how that all would have resolved when he eventually took back focus. Mm-hmm. Again, so it kind of repeats what we're saying is that it's, this is an unfinished product. So yeah. it's, uh, we'll, we'll never know. Only we could have seen this turn into something more. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, hopefully, great preview. I'm kind of let down that it, that, you know, the... The ten, the fusing with the dragon gives you ten times more strength. Is just him becoming the Super Saiyan five that we have all seen. So it's like nothing, nothing more creative than that is what I'm afraid would have mm. happened. But what if it's really cool, Doug? What if it's the coolest shit you've ever seen it's, in your entire I can life? Guarantee you, it wouldn't be. I don't know, man. Super's pretty cool. You should see what this Toyotaro guy is getting up to. When he doesn't have to do the anime stuff, I think it's good. It's good times. All right, listeners. Do you think Doug will love the super manga? Yes or no? Let us know. After like my input of AF. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Oh, I just, we're going to get to Moro and Doug's going to give his impressions and it's just going to crush my soul. Because I I love that arc so much. I think like I just said a little while ago is that I think maybe the super manga is that compromise I'm looking for where it's both fan and by committee Mm. be in the middle and make a comprehensive uh, series. Send me that thumbs up emoji to the next four pages. <laughs> we'll do. We'll, we'll do. We'll finally finish chapter one. Finally, yeah. This this the purple cat. It's looking really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought it before that Spotify, where we have this episode. Uh, you know, it, you could get it anywhere, but specifically on Spotify, they have some tools here where you can interact with uh, your show. And I've put on uh a question and some and a poll for the our previous episode where we talked all about vegeta and i wanted to read some stuff that's here so that you know you you can interact with it too and i want to urge all of our listeners to head over to the show on spotify and, and throw in your thoughts on here first up was the poll which was vegeta great character or greatest character and we actually have three options you could choose from obviously great greatest and our third option a bad and wrong opinion (laughs) <laughs> which I'm glad to see nobody has a bad and wrong opinion. <laughs> uh, I will say the majority of voters say he's the greatest. Uh, and then below that is obviously great. It's but funny how, still, like, I think before going into that episode, I was just, like, very sick of Vegeta. And I think it's just because of the how much the fandom hypes him up, I guess, for the wrong reasons. But then mm. at, during the episode, as we talked about his great moments and his great character, it's like, oh, yeah, he is a great person. Because, yeah, I was ready I was ready going in there like, no, nah, Vegeta's so overrated. But no, he's mm. pretty rated. I think what I'm learning is that we have Thanks, great Ken. influence Thanks, over Ken. what Doug thinks and feels. <laughs> that he's very influenceable. <laughs> oh, I am, yeah. Unfortunately. We, we can mold him to be... <laughs> Number one, Moro Stan. Molding to my figures again. Get I'll, I'll get a, I'll get a figure of what uh, we'll, we'll mold. <laughs> We've got to make Moro figures, and then <laughs> Doug will be interested. 
Uh, besides that poll, I put up a Q&A asking what character should we analyze next? Because we've done Trunks and then we did Vegeta. And we have a couple of responses here. Uh, Jacob Sawyer, always a pro, that dude, uh, says Piccolo. Would love to see more about Piccolo. And I know that I think some dude named Ken likes him for whatever reason. <laughs> top top so, tier character. Yeah. So we could get to that. I think that'd be fun. And uh, another person named Taro who says Bulma, which I think could be pretty fun. Yeah. Because she's been around since the start. And that'd be good. Bulma's good and I think is underrated. I no, I'm not gonna talk about it. There was a post on Reddit that I thought was really uh weird. Oh no. Well no, yeah, <laughs> I Bulma and I'm I, not gonna bring it I up. I love Bulma and it's a shame that a lot of us started with Z, so it, it she started yeah. off as a secondary character to us where really she was a main character in the original from the start. Right. Which carries over for me and how I think about her, because I really only think about her as the character she was, you know, at the start of right. Z I mean, and well, things like we, that. We all went through it where, we, where she was a secondary character to us, but then we rewatched the series from the beginning and understand, no, she's an integral part of the story. Mm-hmm. If I open my mouth at all, this is going to turn into that Bulma <laughs> episode and we'll be here another two hours. So I'm just going to keep quiet. <laughs> well, we'll get to it. I, I look forward to that two hour podcast Viewers episode. Where it's check just how much Ken. time is left on this episode and see if Ken opened his mouth or not. You can <laughs> sneak peek. <laughs> If this, if you see that you're only a third of the way through this episode, we let Ken talk. So we're not going to do that. So I'm just going to close it here and say thank you, everybody, for listening. We love interacting with you and keeping you in the conversation, talking about our favorite franchise in the world. You can tweet at us at we got a pod. You can email us at we got a pod at gmail.com. Thank you to Rifty Beats for letting us use this track, Kakarot theme, Hip Hop Trap Remix. You can find that track and other great music by Rifty on his SoundCloud. Want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Ken, where can the good people find you? Yeah, check me out on uh, twitter.com slash DetectiveX. Check out that Zycor picture we've been talking yeah. about. Hell yeah. Randy, are you? Uh, you can find me at Saber underscore Breaker on Twitter. Um, please also check out my other podcast, Revolutionary Podcast Utena, where me, a sort of expert, shows Utena to a friend who has never seen it before. And we talk about it. It's all done. You can go out there. You can listen to all, I think, 14 episodes. And that's there. And apparently, I'll soon have a new podcast called Neon Randesis Doug Vangelion. Excuse <laughs> I me? see that Ken is currently silently dying. So I can only assume <laughs> he wrote that. <laughs> April Fool's, Randy! <laughs> the, is it the April Fool's that I've been roped into another podcast to talk about Evangelion <laughs> with Doug? Let's do it. Oh, you're so slick. Oh, well, no. I'm I'm 13 episodes into my rewatch currently, so... For the millionth time, yeah. I, I'm, I'll start me, me over too, again. And I still don't get it. You can find me at <laughs> Jabez Doug on all the socials. If you like a little show, please go ahead and subscribe. And if you really want to help out even more, write us a review or tell your fellow Dragon Ball fans about us. We'll see you next time. Later. Bye.